Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome, Profit First Nation, to a special bonus episode. These bonus episodes feature our Profit First professionals, and we dive deep into specific niches like construction, the retail industry, real estate, etc. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and here we go. Welcome to a special bonus edition of Profit First Nation. Today, our special guest is Ian Price Murphy, the owner of Moxie Bookkeeping. She's a business coach and fellow certified Profit First professional. Founded in 2003, Moxie Bookkeeping specializes in working with creative type firms from architects to photographers, social entrepreneurs, and professional service providers. Ian has built an incredible team of A players. Trust me, they are A players. Her hiring process is top grading at its best. Thanks for joining us today, Ian. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So I'd like to first talk about what bookkeeping tasks should maybe entrepreneurs do internally or themselves versus what they might want to outsource? That's a great question. And I think um, my answer to that is always to have them sort of be helped to set up to automate as much as possible the day-to-day data entry. Because in order to have someone else, whether they're on-site or virtual, help you with the data entry, they need to be constantly asking you the same question, which sounds like, and what's this one? (laughs) And what did you buy at Amazon? And who are you meeting with at Starbucks? And so if you can use either the app on your phone to kind of record that as you go, or just set what I call a money date with yourself once a week to be recording some of those, why did I spend the money? What do I need to know about it? You know, who paid me? What were they paying me for? That is the uh, simplest line between point A and point B. Um, I think it's great to hand that off to a VA who, again, you know, 80% of, of bookkeeping is that simple, simple question. Where did the money come from? Where did it go to? You know, how do we want to categorize it? Is there anything special we need to know about that? And you don't really need to pay an expert bookkeeper's rate in order to get that done. Um, So that's often one of the first hires that I recommend to people if they're feeling overwhelmed is get a VA that can help you with your data entry so that you can do that internally at a much lower cost and really save us or the bookkeeper that you're working with for the more advanced reconciliation, double check, you know, making sure there's no duplicates, nothing got missed, following up on questions, you know, and all of the fussier stuff about deferred expenses or prepaid and all of that. What about, uh, what, what are your thoughts on leveraging automation in terms of linking your, um, your bank accounts to your software like QuickBooks or Zero. I think at this point in my brain, it's a non-negotiable. If you don't have at least that level of automation set up, you are just like, you know, trying to walk down the road barefoot. And so you have to walk very carefully because every step hurts. Um, so, you know, just having that bank feed come in assures you that at least the date and the amount are correct. Um, 
And then you just sort of, again, can sort of assign where did the money go to, which speeds things up incredibly, helps make sure that you don't miss anything, um, you know, makes it very apparent like, oh, I have a question about this one. I'll just leave it in this download section so that I can talk to my bookkeeper about how to enter it correctly when we meet. Um, And then there's so many more automations past that. You know, every time you see Verizon, please code that as telephone. You know, every time you see whatever, that's this. And, and again, just to not be leveraging automation is just such a waste of energy. And in my opinion, even more than time, energy is our most precious resource. And so that money date that you're recommending is maybe um, first thing on Friday mornings, you are logging into your accounting software and you're reviewing those transactions that have um, synced up and then you're assigning the accounts to them. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I would say that the timing of that date, it should be matched to your energy. So if Friday morning is when you're feeling fresh and most prepared for it, perfect. If you have other things that you feel like really take more of your energy, you know, again, bookkeeping is not rocket science (laughs) and it's not magic to the contrary of many people's opinions. So if you want to be watching your favorite Netflix special, you know, and sort of only half paying attention to the TV while you do this, or, you know, listen to your favorite energizing music with, you know, your aromatherapy going and your, you know, favorite beverage by your side, whatever you need to do to make it as pleasant as possible so that it's something that doesn't feel like a burden to you and you can kind of just get in the rhythm of it. It's like flossing your teeth, right? It's got to be done. It really has to be done. So you might as well give yourself some minty floss to make it a little bit more pleasant. But but you're right. It, you, it's the energy level. You've got to be at the right energy level to put into it. And I mean, think about it, guys. It's return on investment. So if you're wanting more profit out of your business, then the only two ways to increase profit are to decrease expenses and increase margin. And this money date is your opportunity to really scrutinize your expenses and help you realize, hey, is there something more that we can cut? What can we do to decrease our expenses so that we can increase our profits? So I... I, think that that is definitely key that think of it as the return on investment. The time you put into this will yield more profitability for you if you do it right with the right focus and energy. Absolutely. And I think some people, and I love it when this happens, find it satisfying, meditative, and like they uh, give them a very sense of accomplishment, like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And that's always my favorite thing to hear from my clients was, I thought I hated bookkeeping, but I actually kind of like it. <laughs> well, I think we don't like the unknown. Right. And so if you're not very familiar with it, and it's, it, yes, it's uncomfortable at first, but yes, after a while, once it becomes a habit, and if you have this money date with yourself every week, it, it starts to become something you look forward to and something that's fun. I mean, I know I look forward to our, um, our, our walks to our favorite restaurant every Saturday because it's, 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 a, it's a date with my husband yeah. and it's become a great habit that we look forward to. Yeah. I do have a little tip maybe for our listeners. We have actually an account that says, Ask My Accountant. So if there's something I would say like once every... Hmm, I don't know, maybe four to six months, we get what I'll call found money. We get money sent to us um, that we kind of just, it, it doesn't meet our natural flow. There's not a receivable to match it against. 
Um, and so we will um, we'll code that to ask my accountant. And then when our accountant goes through or our, our part-time controller and does our reconciliation, that's the first thing that she looks at in terms of addressing those those things where we just put them in, in, in their own little box for her. Let's talk about now, what's the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant or a CPA? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I think that it is uh, a little bit subject to interpretation. So I will give you my interpretation. My interpretation is the word accountant is a lot like the word doctor, meaning it covers a wide specialty, um, uh, you know, series of specialties. So when I say accountant, I could be talking about your tax accountant, who I think of as your CPA, even if they don't have actually that CPA credential. There's also what's called an EA, an enrolled agent, um, confusingly enough with executive assistant. But when I say EA, which is why I say CPA, what I mean is your tax accountant. When I say your bookkeeper, what I mean is your management accountant, the person that helps you focus on the internal day-to-day working with the numbers so that you know what has happened and what to do about it in the future. So CPAs, in my opinion, are much more external compliance focused, making sure that you fill the right numbers in the right boxes to keep you out of trouble with um, government agencies. They are also the interpreters between what your bookkeeping software says and what the government agencies want to hear, whereas the bookkeepers I think of as more internal and being the interpreters between what happened in the real world and how your bookkeeping software wants to record that. You can also look at it from the tax perspective too, right? We also kind of separate our our part-time controller is an accountant, um, but our taxes are done by a separate CPA tax accounting firm. So that gives us like another level of checks and balances. Yeah. And I think checks and balances are are really important. And again, that's why I don't um, tend to attract people that want an all-in-one solution because my thing is, you know, I really want to have that additional conversation and that additional praxis between the accountant that's trying to get you into compliance and the bookkeeper that's trying to get you your day-to-day answers. So yeah, so for me, tax and compliance go hand in hand. And the reason that it can get confusing is because some accountants do bookkeeping, some bookkeepers do accounting. You know, we do sales tax, for instance, but that's just a reporting issue. It's not a, it doesn't, if there's ever a question about what do I need to report, how do I need to report, you know, what states do I need to file in, what are the exemptions? To me, that's compliance. And I go, you should really ask your tax professional that because they're the ones that, keep up to date on these ever changing laws you know whereas i really just want to focus on what do you need you know to to run your business sustainably and and effectively are most of your clients since you do work with uh, creatives llc's or do you have some um, subchapter s corporations We've got a little bit of everything. So that you know that's sort of the result of being in business for uh, almost 20 years is you know, while we have definitely a core group of clients who are generally, you know, one to three partner LLCs with zero to 15 employees, um, some of them are LLCs, some of them are S-Corps. We do have a few C-Corps on our list. Um, 
and you know, and a and a small spattering of sole proprietors as well. So for me, it's really about personality fit more than corporate structure. How how would you recommend uh, clients or other creative type firms handle payroll internally, externally with the bookkeeper? Yeah, um, I outsource even our own payroll. You know, mm-hmm. again, because there are compliance things that change. And I think the current PPP situation is a lovely example of that, (laughs) (laughs) that because we use a third-party payroll service, we use and love Gusto, that they have sort of said, hey, we got you. Here's the report that you need. As long as you've been with us all year, we have everything we need to get you um, the information to, to fill out for your forgiveness. And that's, again, such a time saver. So as the outsourced bookkeeper you know, I feel like my role is to help you decide which is the right provider for you. Because even though I love Gusto, it may not be what you need. You might need one of those sort of all-in-one, like Just Works, or maybe you have a, a personal connection to ADP or Paychecks. So I feel very agnostic about your choice. You know, I have opinions, but it's your business; it's your choice. Uh, and then I step in to say, well, let's make sure that this is correctly linked to your QuickBooks so that the information or zero, so that the information is coming in and going to the correct place. Again, so when you run a report, it's answering questions rather than creating questions. But, you know, if everybody is not on salary, if there are people who are hourly or have strange things happening to them, then again, to me, that feels like a data entry issue where you can tell me who worked how many hours and and asked me to enter that into the payroll. And I absolutely will, but it might be faster for you to have someone internal do that unless you have a question about, here's a new situation that I need some help deciding how to, how to handle it. I don't know if it was intentional, but I think you made a great point. If you have a personal connection to ADP or paychecks, um, I, I will say this, I've worked with both of those entities and we've been with paychecks for a long while. And you do have, do not settle with ADP or paychecks. Like <laughs> make sure that you do have someone who you have a connection with who can make sure that you are being serviced by their A players in that organization um, because it does make yes. a huge difference. So again, you don't have to settle with who you're assigned to. You make a connection that will hook you up and always make sure that you are being serviced by I we we go the dedicated route um, with with paychecks yeah. and have a dedicated um, payroll specialist who has just been um, wonderful and amazing and we're got multiple states and all this other stuff going on. So um, that was uh, I, I caught that point. If you don't mind me expanding upon that just now, not at all. I totally agree with that. And to me, that is the reason that one would pay more for something like paychecks or ADP is you have someone there that you can call up and help. You know, Gusto is very efficient and very simple and very inexpensive, but it you don't get somebody on the phone to answer your questions. When is the right time to pay for professional bookkeeping services and? maybe outsource more of what has been done in-house? I think that's a real common question uh, with with people and individuals. Yeah. So when people ask me, and this is often the follow-up question, right, to what's the difference between a bookkeeper and a CPA is when do I get each? Um, the moment you start your business, you should have a CPA in your corner. No question. Sometimes even before, right? Because again, you really want that compliance person set. I think you need a bookkeeper the moment that uh, 
that you want one, right? Because again, you can be doing most of this yourself. And if you have a um, a CPA or an accountant who is willing to participate in that heart of a teacher relationship, you know, and, and give you some guidance, which not all of them can or want to, um, you can get pretty far on your own. So it, it really becomes to the moment of, I think there's things that I'm missing, or even just, I'd love to have a conversation to see if there's something I'm missing or, you know, what do I, I don't know what I don't know. Um, that you can have that conversation, but I've absolutely spoken to potential clients and said, "I don't, I don't think you need me. You know, you've got a great system right now. I'm happy to take your money if it makes you feel better, but I honestly think that you know a once a year consultation is is really all you need at this pace at this point in your in your journey because you don't have enough going on that I could really offer you guidance and relief." Which, though, leads me to Profit First. So when implementing Profit First with a new client, kind of walk us through that kind of journey and process and who does what Mm -hmm. um, with your organization. Yeah, so I am the primary Profit First person just because it's the piece that I find most exciting. But, you know, we certify as a firm, so everybody is aware and capable of the profit first process. And I mean, I think that's one of the questions that that comes up is, do I need a profit first specific bookkeeper? And, you know, again, the answer that I give, which probably isn't a very popular answer is not really, you know, if you feel comfortable, confident, capable of handling your numbers and doing your allocations, and you don't feel like you need additional support, I don't think you must have a profit first bookkeeper. You might just want to get a profit first CPA or a consultant or something. Um, you know, it really depends on what your needs are. And if you're unsure, then of course you talk to people and help help them help you figure it out. So um, so when I work with people in profit first, the first step is sort of checking the books, you know, making sure that your books are clean, up to date, make sense, customized to you. You know, we really want to make sure that that chart of accounts uh, is using the language that you use and has the categories that you're interested in, because that to me is what makes the difference between having a clean, um, you know, tax report at the end of the year versus being able to manage your business. And then once we have that layer uh, in place, then we add on the next layer of like, so where are you now with the current allocations? How does that relate to the target allocations, what banks do you need to set up? And then the third layer is great. Now that we know where we are and where we want to go, what? how do we map that journey? Um, and some people only engage us for that limited scope of let's just get me set up and implemented on profit first. And some people say, that's great. I have questions. Can we continue to meet on some sort of a regular basis so that I make sure that as I grow or as, you know, a global pandemic hits, that we can still work through these things as they arise? And of course, other questions come up. Of course, questions about hiring, firing, you know, financing, upsizing, downsizing, those all are sort of part of the conversation. And what Profit First does, in my opinion, is gives you the hard data 
to make those decisions so that you're not sort of doing it by feel. You know, it's it's like being on a hiking trail and knowing that you're going for a lovely walk, but then you come to a, a fork in the road and it tells you very clearly, you know, the to the left is the trail loop and it's one mile, to the right is the ridge trail and it's 10 miles. Well, which one do you want? You know, and because you definitely don't want to start on the ridge trail if you just intended to go on a one mile loop and without a sign to tell you what you're getting into, there's really no way of knowing other than that guess. So that to me is what Profit First does so well is it just, it, it, it gives people such access to their own information without them having to have, you know, multiple tab spreadsheets and learn all these accounting terms and, you know, just feel like, I don't know what I'm doing, which is such a horrible feeling. Yeah, exactly. It is. It it, it, it just really gives some, a, a, a good, clear picture to your business. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this special bonus episode, Ian. Tell everyone how they can connect with you and Moxie. Yeah, of course, we're online everywhere. You might find us, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. Um, On the web, we are moxiebookkeeping.com, which is M-O-X-I-E. B-O-O-K-K-E-E-P-I-N-G.com. And we uh, do a free, what I call quick five assessment of your QuickBooks, where we will look at the um, top five pieces, chart of accounts, uh, balance sheet, profit and loss accounts, receivable accounts, payable, just to see, do your books need help? What would make sense to you um, to see if we can be of any service or not? And you're welcome to shoot us an email and schedule right on from our webpage to get that done. Awesome. And you have a Facebook group, right? Profit First for Creatives? We do. We have a Facebook group, Profit First for Creatives, again, to help people that are creative. And we uh, actually have a Profit First private group that is happening right now and will relaunch in September that takes you from theory to implementation. So if you've been staring at that book and haven't cracked it yet (laughs) and just know you're never going to get around to it and want that sort of hand-holding in a group setting where you can learn from others and hear what other businesses are doing as well. It's just been such a joy to have that group. Great. Well, thanks again for joining us, Ian. Thank you. Profit First Nation's website, social media accounts, and related podcasts are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors, should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.